It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Utah Jazz win it by the final score of 118 to 88. The Pacers do not score only, I think we had eight times all game that they score on back-to-back possessions where the Jazz did not score. They survived the first quarter going 8 of 13 on non-restricted area twos. You just can't live that way. But Rudy completely took away the rim. They didn't take a free throw off anything other than a technical foul to the third quarter. The Jazz just completely took it out. And I think that they were probably a tired team having played Denver last night. But the Jazz took advantage of that and made it, made it harder on them. Yeah, that's the advantage that I think the Jazz have and, uh, and, and the Denver Nuggets have there as well, the altitude. Sometimes it's awfully hard, David, to get that second win. And usually when, when teams come in, they play well, they can get that second win early in that, in, in that first quarter, and then, you know, they can get the ball rolling. But, you know, if they don't get that second win, you know, you, you're gasping for air, and, and, and the right thing for the Jazz to do and the right thing for the Denver Nuggets to do is run. And that's the Denver Nuggets did it last night. They were pushing the ball ahead of the defense and, and just uh, – what, 22 of the first 35 points was at the rim. The Jazz uh, did it tonight. I mean, they made them, they made them play faster and, and uh, maybe got them tired. The Jazz offense, one of the big changes, obviously, personnel is really good. But the other thing that jumped out to me, Ron, the outlet passes by the rebounders are further down the floor and the Jazz are getting into things earlier. And their numbers off of defensive rebounds right now are really high. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. You, you, you push the ball ahead of and not dribbling dribbling the basketball, trying to run a fast break, but you push it ahead, and, you know, sometimes uh, it, it puts the defense trying to catch up with the basketball. That's awfully tough to do. And then it, for the, and then if, if it's not there, the Jazz immediately get into their dribble handoffs and get into their half-court secondary break, and that puts the defense on the heels. So the Jazz offensive rating run since they acquired Jordan Clarkson's a 122. To put this in perspective, D- Dallas was functioning about a 116 this year. It was historically one of the best offense ever in the NBA. Uh, Ryan Scott Lofthouse says, you keep telling me 120 isn't sustainable. <laughs> I don't think it is sustainable. But, I mean, it's interesting. You look tonight, the Jazz have 21 turnovers. They only shoot 12 free throws. They didn't miss any. They don't go crazy. I mean, they shot 54% from the floor, which was great. They don't go. They shot 38% from three. That's their number. Like, this team is just an offensive juggernaut right now. Now, who was that, Ryan, you said? Yes. He's paying attention. And he's making he's, – he's going to make you convince him that you're wrong. But right now the Jazz are clicking on all cylinders, at, but he is paying attention to what you're saying. The Which other, is a good thing. The other one that's going on right now is, like, everyone's worried about Mike Conley coming back. If you go back through Mike Conley's lineups in the beginning of the season, you take Jeff Green off the floor. So you eliminate any lineup where Mike was on with Jeff Green. They were plus 11 with Mike Conley on the floor in those lineups. They were in the 88th percentile offensively and the 95th defensively. They don't have a five-man group right now that's in the rotation that's negative. This team is just putting out talented five-man groups for the entire 48 minutes. So the Quinn has to be very happy with what he has right now. I mean, the moves, the little subtle moves, if you want to call them that, uh, was absolutely perfect. I think one of the big things that, that uh, we overlooked, though, is uh, – is when you make changes like that, you know, it's for the better of what the offense, or was it the better of the defense? And I think right now, it, with the defense is clicking there as well with the changes that they've made. I've been watching uh, Niang work so hard and moving his feet, trying to stay in front of guys. Something that he did well, he didn't get as many minutes 
you know, when Green was here. But now he, he, he's realizing that, you know, that's the way he can stay on the floor. So he's putting that effort in, and then the, the, the game plan that the Jazz put together, not just necessary to take away what, for instance, like what the Pacers are doing, but helping the Jazz at, this, at, at their strength uh, of how to stop people. Mike Conley tonight was fabulous. He plays uh, 16, 7, 18 minutes, 6 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3, 14 points. Uh, what did you see from Mike? Well, he, he just continued to get better. I mean, I mean, get comfortable out there and, and just continue to work. And, and you get to the point here in the second half of the season where, you know, he'll be the Mike Conley that we're, we're expecting to see. But I'm very impressed with him not just forcing the issue, just going out there and playing basketball. A lot of people are worrying about the All-Star game. It's a lot of our questions. This is how you deal with the All-Star game. You just keep winning basketball games, and you make it impossible for the coaches to leave you off. The Jazz are second in the West. They're making, they're making their statement. They've won, what, 12 of 13. I can't even keep track. 17 of 19, I think. I mean, this is how you make your statement about how good you are. It, it, it really is. Uh, I'm sure everyone in, in, around the NBA is paying a lot of attention to, you know, what the Jazz have. Uh, Mike Conley uh, coming back, really helping this team. Donovan Mitchell just taking over a basketball game, and he's having a great year. Rudy Gobert obviously is, is, is doing all the right things that he deserves to be there as well. But it's going to boil down to, to votes, uh, and hopefully the rest of the country is looking at uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert like we are here in Salt Lake City. Interesting. A few people have brought this up to me. Last year, Denver wins a bunch of games against not very good teams. Early in the year, they gain this confidence, and they roll for the rest of the year. Is that the the Jazz won a bunch of games against not very good teams. How much is that confidence playing in now? Well, the Jazz have, what, 28 wins, 20, 30. 30, 30 wins. We won 54 last year, right? So that is 24 more wins. Uh, is that sustainable for yeah. the rest of the year? Yeah. Then we're as good as we were last year, maybe even better. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we're going to win 55-plus games. Like, yeah. I mean, this team is – Well, if that's the case, well, our record would be pretty close to where it was last year. The downside, and I'm not the downside, but w- what we're saying is that if we win 54, 55 ball games with the uh, with the, how strong the Western Conference is right now, that is totally awesome because uh, I think the, the Western Conference is a lot stronger this year than it was last season. We're off to play the Golden State Warriors next, and then it's a fun sequence. Twice against Portland, I think twice against Denver, maybe even twice against Houston in that stretch. Houston's last four in a row. Russell Westbrook intercepted James Harden's pass to P.J. Tucker tonight. If you have not seen it, I don't know how you're going to go see it because it's not on NBA.com, but it's an egregious error that will tear a team apart. So let's see how Houston deals with that one. Oh, my. Anyway, we're just giddy and having fun because we're beating people by 30 and we can't lose. This is Postcast. Have a great one. Talk to you later. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.